Welcome to Horns Up. I'm Animesh. And I'm Peter. And today we are dialing the heavy back to chat about an album that as such doesn't have a name. My introduction to it was, it's the album with Stairway to Heaven on it. <laughs> yes, we're talking about the fourth album by Led Zeppelin. Some call it four, some call him IV. I mean, if you're into the Roman numerals, some call it runes. Some call it Zoso. I just call it, you know, I think also the one with Stairway to Heaven because that's how everyone was introduced to the album, right? I don't know about everyone, but that's like the popular story, right? But uh, why are we talking about this album today? Well, that's because I'm a sucker for birthdays and anniversaries. And this album turned 50 years old on 8th November 2021. 50 years old. Damn, how cool is that? We're getting a lot of 50s this year, no? Yeah, and it, it just tells, right? Because a lot of these bands, just like Led Zeppelin, cross generations, right? I mean, my parents, my mother used to listen to Led Zeppelin. Now I do. And maybe once my son is a little older, maybe he'll also be like, hey, dad, what's that song with that ridiculously long solo? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, oh, you're talking about Dream Theater. No. <laughs> oh yeah that that also is there <laughs> I forgot okay so that. what really can be said about an album that's 50 years old especially one that's considered a must-have for anyone who says they love music especially rock and roll or hard rock or even heavy metal it's by far one of the best-selling albums in the world and a regular on lists of the greatest albums of all times Maybe, perhaps, even the most famous hard rock album ever recorded. Well, we can't really add a lot to the facts and figures because there's so much information already about it on the internet. So, as usual, we're left with our experiences and our opinions. So, let's get down to this chat because when I first suggested this topic, it wasn't... Uh, an easy topic that both of us kind of agreed on, right? Yeah, I mean, like, let, let's be honest here. Considering the amount of music I listen to now, uh, am I specifically a Led Zeppelin fan? No, not really, to be honest. What about you? Well, I've always been on the brink of being a Led Zeppelin fan. I mean, I would think that I am a Led Zeppelin fan as such. I mean, I've heard most of the albums by now. Um, of course, I was introduced to uh, Stairway to Heaven, like just as I was getting into rock and metal. And I was told that that's the greatest song ever to be written by humankind. See, and... see that, that's the thing, right? <laughs> About an album like this is you've got, it comes with so much of a legacy and there's so much of a hype, right? So you're like, oh my God, I'm going to hear this. And then you hear, like, especially after you listen to a lot of, like, say, extreme metal and all of that, you're like, wait, really? That, that's what I'm talking about. When it comes hmm. with all that hype, right? Really? Yeah. No, man. I, I, like, I, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so at all. I mean, um, okay. This is, this is coming from someone who actually watched Robert Plant live. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brag on. That's okay. Uh, wait, let's... Here's the question. What came first to you as a listener? Stairway to Heaven or Led Zeppelin for the album? Stairway to Heaven. No, no, 
Okay, and when were you introduced to Stairway to Heaven? I'd say around the same time that I started listening to like hard rock, like it was Guns N' Roses, Red Hot Chili Peppers, all of that, and then you know, just like someone told you that, oh my God, you have to hear this song, and then you'd have like you know someone who I constantly bring up on the podcast, but my friend Neeskins, like he he was a nerd, like he had done that whole thing. where and i have to take a moment for this he went into the whole thing of how guns and roses was basically aping led zeppelin and if you think about it like you know with the guitar slash playing the uh, double neck guitar you got axel so a lot of that and i was just like so you know you get into the, all that kind of fandom right where you're getting into the songs the mm-hmm. similarity and all of that and 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 that's what i would say i mean like for me and i think i mentioned this to you like the only reason i bought the, the four on a cd was because it was really cheap on amazon and i was like hey why not right like this is something i definitely kind of casually listen to so that's what i'm coming from uh is stairway to heaven the one with the legend and the one with the hype and not led zeppelin 4 God, I know you're going somewhere with this. I'm not going anywhere with this. It's a very simple question. Does Stevie if if there was no Stevie to heaven on Led Zeppelin 4, would you still have bought it? I mean, I I own other <laughs> Led Zeppelin <laughs> CDs also. So it's not about just four. I mean, I own one and two also uh, because I got it for cheap. But I have an interesting story about uh the album, right? And it has to do with black dog so okay rhythm house i don't know which year this was but i very distinct no wait so yeah this was 2001 when i was down on my holiday from uh, abu dhabi and my parents had given me some like pocket money to buy cassettes and things and i if i'm not mistaken it was rhythm house only where i went and i bought this cassette now the thing is this is still in the early days right where i didn't kind of understand buying music and all So this was a compilation CD, and it just said, you know, all these names, and I was like, okay, bought this cassette, went and I played it, and I'm like, there's something off about this. This doesn't sound like these bands. And the first track, which I'll never forget, was Black Dog. It was actually an album, basically, which was covers. So later below, it was like inspired by these artists. <laughs> So, like, I'll never forget. Like, I've heard from, and you know, because I didn't have much money back then to go buy uh, more cassettes. I've heard, like, I think initially, a covered version of Black Dog more than I've actually heard the original. <laughs> <laughs> Was that your first time listening to Black Dog as such? Yeah, that's a, that's a thing, right? <laughs> like, Did the original Black Dog. Did it live up to what your perceived expectations were? Now, I mean, what your perceived reality was? Of course, dude. Anything was better than those covers, and I don't even remember who like recorded it. Though I don't think, remember the credits and all. But I think it's one of those cassettes that you know play in like you know cafes and places like that where you know, you don't license out properly the music. It was one of those cassettes that just play or CDs oh, yeah. play all the time. Yeah but that's the thing right like i mean um going back to the stayway to heaven on led zeppelin 
issue or topic or whatever right um if this song and this is actually this is actually an interesting question that has just been birthed now and i'd love to know what anybody who listens to this podcast as such besides the two of us has to say about it uh if there was no stairway to heaven on led zeppelin 4 would led zeppelin 4 still be as good of an album as it's considered to be that's a dicey fucking question isn't it and and the thing is it's a very like thin line right like either you're on this side or you're that side you can't be like in the middle okay here's the thing right what's your go to track from the album today like after having uh, like after so many years of experience of just listening to so many different so much different music and so much of extreme music and so much of heavy metal etc what's your go to track from the album these days it's two i can't do one which and one I'm, and two for like very distinct reasons right i mean like rock and roll is one cuz you want to get that pumped up kind of thing but if you just want to like zone out space out kind of do thing i'd say battle of evermore and it's so well placed on the album also right and like it it wasn't just a coincidence that both those tracks happened to be uh there but uh th- those are two picks what's what's hmm. yours for me it's when the levy breaks Okay, go ahead. I I wasn't. No, it's just that. that's just the thing, right? Like if you if you talk if you're talking uh, atmosphere and you're talking zoning out, etc. Uh, when the levy breaks is a fucking awesome song to just put on and zone out to because it's 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 so bloody well made and it's so uniquely produced. And who would have thought that this would have been possible in nineteen seventy one? right for that kind of a song and that kind of a production to have uh to have ever been created all the experimentation of course uh, everybody knows the story about how the drums were recorded etc and etc and how much echo etc has been added on to it later but damn that's a beautiful song and i think even as a single um i listen to more of when the levy breaks or i choose to play that song more than i do stairway to heaven but is that because is that because we've heard stairway to heaven so many so many so many times that uh it's just like one of the things that you begin to take for granted i mean okay so here's a question for you because you're the musician from the two of us did you learn stevie to heaven is one of the songs on the guitar when you were starting out of course i did of course i did i mean um when you as as a musician who is self taught and who relied on the power of guitar pro and tabs to teach himself um obviously obviously you try and you try to learn stevie to heaven is just one of the things you do to challenge yourself to see if you can play the what what's that riff called 
the forbidden yeah to ah, see if try. you can play the forbidden riff although i've never i've never played stairway to heaven at a guitar shop while trying out a guitar <laughs> i've never done that i've always wanted to know if somebody would have actually done that and some and <laughs> it would have been pointed to a sign that says <laughs> you can't play the forbidden riff right uh thanks wayne's world for ruining that for each and everybody but no honestly um never done that have tried to play it could play it never try to play the solo and uh yeah, so so i had a friend in school right who was this prodigy of sorts right he knew how to play the solo note by note and it, so like literally what used to happen was when we'd have like this is again the same time right where we're all discovering these rock or hard rock acts or whatever uh you we'd have like a spare or someone would bring an acoustic guitar and everyone would be like come on come on play 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 and all of us who belly could sing would be like yeah 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 we can sing singing out of time and then we just wait for that moment where he'd play the solo and everyone would be like oh man this is too cool so it just like brings me back to those days that's one of the things about like stevedom you can go back to your i guess like early college days and things like that right it just takes you back it's one of those songs right and i think i've spoken about this before uh channel v used to have artist of the month yeah so i very distinctly remember because this was page and plant had kind of split up and they were doing their own thing and they were constantly on tv i don't know what is the album uh, that they were promoting in their for the life of me then and you know i was much younger i had no idea who this page and plant were i had no idea they were part of led zeppelin i just knew them as page and plant that channel we were like constantly promoting i think it was an unplugged album i can't remember but uh, it's crazy right how like television and just mass media kind of influences you yeah it is i mean i remember uh it was it was very weird but it was great that you know channel v at that time would play zeppelin songs um even in like early in the morning and stuff and i remember once i distinctly remember this um it was pretty early in the morning i think before 7 am and somehow stevey to heaven the music video uh was on tv and i remember watching tv because i was having breakfast and getting ready for i guess junior college or college i don't know one of the two and i increased the volume and of course it's like bloody am and um my mom comes in and she's like why are you increasing this volume and i'm like that's led zeppelin he's supposed to be the world's best vocalist and that guy is supposed to be the world's best guitarist have you ever heard this song and my mom is like no i haven't uh what is this song so so I, did it now and i have to fast forward you the story did it get the mom approval i don't i don't honestly remember i think she was distracted because she had a lot of other things to do so she didn't she didn't really pay attention but she could see me enjoying it so i'm guessing it got the mom's approval just on that like hey if it's distracting you enough and if for you seem to be enjoying it so much then yeah it's clearly worth something and i'll support it no matter what <laughs> so so i have coincidentally a great mom story when it comes to stevey to heaven so i think this was 
six months, a year later, after I first heard uh, Stevie to Evan and my whole uh, thing with the cover cassette, right? Because I was really disappointed. So I wanted like a mix CD with the song and also I had my little boom box. I was playing the song and there and this is, I didn't have headphones. I think yeah, so it was a boom box. I was turning up and then, you know, you have the opening intro going in and then suddenly it starts. And my mom's like, what are you listening to? So I was like, Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven, just like how you said, right? And my mom's like, what? You'll still listen to this music? So I was like, what do you mean? She's like, this is music from our time. And I was like, yeah, see, that's cool, right? Both of us can listen. So then I like turned it up and she's like, yeah, but don't be like these guys, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's like the most Indian mom thing. But uh, yeah. I don't like, think it's an Indian mom thing. I mean, come on, when you're looking at that, those kind of visuals on TV or whatever, oh, all no, the, so, the culture associated, the yeah. culture associated with those songs. Yeah, <laughs> it's not an, it's not only an Indian thing. <laughs> and, and that's another thing actually, uh, you know, to bring up is the whole Led Zeppelin India connection, right? <laughs> because I mean, come on, that's one of those things which honestly, until uh, Siddharth Bhatia wrote the book and, you know, documented it in there, it was the stuff of urban legends. Oh, because definitely. If you know anybody in Bombay above, let's say what, 50 something at least, they all swore that they were at slip disc when Led Zeppelin <laughs> performed in Bombay. Let's not Led Zeppelin. Mind ah, you, not, no, not, not Led Zeppelin. The I band never played here. Yeah, I stand corrected. It was Page and Plant. But <laughs> because I heard it through a friend, this story, and he was like, yeah, yeah, my uncle told me about it. And it's like, okay, cool. And this is, you know, the early days of the internet. So you can't really look this stuff up. And also you're like, yeah, yeah, of course they had come. And then I think on YouTube much later, I mean, it was recently they put up like some grainy footage that was the yeah. archives. And then of course, Siddharth Bhatia wrote about it in his book, Psychedelic India. But it's, it's one of those things, right? Like everyone you will say like, yeah, I was there. But if you think about it, I don't think more than like a hundred people were at that game. Yeah, th this, this story and the story about the police playing Rang Bhavan are the two stories that if you know them, that means you're part of Bombay's rock scene. Yeah. Because you've yeah. been told this story. Yeah. This right? And if you don't know about this story, then I'm sorry, you're not in Bombay's rock scene, no matter how much you listen to the music or play in a band. But well, if, if you heard this for the first time, then now animation, I have initiated you into it. <laughs> Some way. <laughs> okay. So all this talk only about Stairway to Heaven, but... As both of us picked our songs, there are um, seven other songs on Led Zeppelin 4, right? And let's not like uh, shun them or anything of that sort. Um, here's a question. How, how does this album hold up uh, 50 years later? I mean, obviously for us, we are not listening to it for 50 years. But since the first time we heard it till today, um, how does it hold up as an album to you? I'd say, I mean, for me, at least it's a lot of nostalgia value, right? Uh, I'm not going to kid anyone and say that, you know, I listen to it once a week, once a month. But 
it for me it's when i put it on or when i come across the album uh it just brings back a lot of memories uh like the story about like my mom i haven't like thought about it or told anyone the story for ages but it just brings back those memories right and uh growing up when you just had like one cassette or one cd and you repeatedly listened to it, so it just like it's a good nostalgia thing but having said that it's also a great way to kind of introduce people to like rock right so like say if today i had to make a playlist which is today's equivalent of i mean uh, the equivalent of making a mix cd like i got then definitely one of these songs you want to show people like the progression right of over the years how hard rock and what eventually became metal because let's not kid ourselves like everyone who is like as true and cult or whatever has heard a lot of these music or their parents have heard this music and that's kind of been influential in there i mean uh you cannot deny the uh influence of jimmy page right and having said you that you can't deny the influence of led zeppelin as a band man yeah yeah like even I mean, john bonham half, just yeah like the, the guy could fucking hit like when i'm just listening and thinking about like you know imagine being at a gig just blow you i mean i mean i did say it but like watching robert plant was kind of cool because when i watched them at dubai desert rock in 2007 this was the day after i watched iron maiden <laughs> So can you imagine like it was just like mind blowing and at the same time it's bands like this or even artists like this that you know you have generations come together and listen and for me that's the beauty of such music right that it's something timeless that, yeah it's timeless it's I become mean, like, timeless it's become legendary it's become a must listen for anybody who's got a pair of ears yeah yeah and 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 that's the thing right like it for me that holds more than you know anything else i would say the fact that all of this happens definitely what about you what do you think kanish um as i said i think it's one of the it's it's an album which unfortunately um or fortunately for that matter is the equivalent of metallica's black um and by that i mean it's the album that will get the most attention from any non hardcore led zeppelin fan it'll get the attention from anybody who's looking to get into led zeppelin it'll get the attention from anybody who's looking to get get into hard rock or just rock music in general right um it's required listening and that's because it's got a fabulous collection of eight songs and one of those eight songs happens to be the most famous rock song well perhaps one of the most famous rock songs ever to be written right yeah, um yeah. i mean like i can imagine this being like one of those initiation in college right like you don't listen to rock or metal like hey here listen to this right that's what it ends up being exactly exactly yeah this and pink floyd especially if you go to an iit college or an engineering college <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, you know I I'm glad one is served that. with hallucinogens and the other is served with alcohol you pick <laughs> and that's actually I'm glad you brought up two points I'm going to make the first one being when you sent me the message saying that hey let's do this album I'm like is Anamesh going to mention Pink Floyd somewhere down the line <laughs> like hey Peter we should definitely talk about this album but 
a second part to what you said right about the alcohol it's and it's strange and as somebody who doesn't partake in all of this tell me Neither like that do i no no i'm talking about you oh, <laughs> i was okay. referring to you. is that you know there's so much like it's one of those phases or like when we used to have parties which now only unfortunately still happen over zoom to some extent is you'd always go and i've been at multiple parties where you'd have the guys who you'd look at them and never think they listen to rock or metal but like post midnight or towards around that time once like the number of drinks around suddenly the playlist changes to a lot of these songs including stairway to heaven including you... stairway to heaven including black dog including rock and roll yeah and when it's about time for everybody to leave that's when somebody will put on going to california <laughs> <laughs> it's like when right. they become like when finally they don't need anybody else and they just want to reminisce yeah Yeah. yeah going to california is a fucking awesome song i remember being so excited when i when i heard it on that 70s show <laughs> oh yeah and and that, that was also cool, it was perfect right? placement man yeah i think it yeah. was that fourth fourth season where each and every song each, where each and every episode title of that 70s show was basically a led zeppelin song title and and that and that's cool right because can you i'm just trying to think of somebody who's never heard of led zeppelin now discovering it through this tv show and then going either on the inter- going on the internet or i guess limewire or kaza at that time and just like okay who is this band let me listen to this because this is cool yeah, yeah absolutely okay um was led zeppelin for the first led zeppelin album experience for you no No. Which I, one was? It's it's too hard. I can't for the life of me remember a full because I never. So the thing is with Led Zeppelin, I kind of heard the hits, right? Yeah, then, I mean I, everybody. Every it's it's become one of the bands where you hear the hits before you actually dive into the album. I mean, I think you can safely say that Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath are both at that same level. where you hear all the hits first and then only do you actually go and start listening to the albums i think the i'd have to say if you really have to drive my memory is probably i bought the cd so i probably went like chronologically so i went like i mean the whole discography i started off with 1 2 3 and then kind of bought four in there or whatever was available on amazon because for the longest time i was just like CD listening, right? It's only been like the last few years uh, that I've actually switched to streaming. So I'd say like one was uh, the album that I had picked up first on like, well, and yeah. full. Four for me was the first Led Zeppelin album that I could actually listen through from song one till the song eight, which is song end. Uh, yeah, from beginning to end, essentially, because I first tried out um, Led Zeppelin two. and it lost me after song 5 or 6 yeah i did um then i tried out i think uh uh physical graffiti and that lost me too um then i tried out led zeppelin 4 and i was like ha huh, okay these are the hits you can't go wrong with this album <laughs> and plus it has when the levy breaks at the end so yeah <laughs> i was waiting for that song to to come in so for me as my first like album experience i would i would say that led zeppelin 4 is my first um 
Led Zepp album experience from beginning to end. And it holds up as a lovely album, man. I mean, um, Side A is really pumpy until you get to the Battle of MMO, which gets into, as you rightly said, it gets into a complete zone out territory and it flows perfectly into Stairway to Heaven, which then leaves you wanting more. And then you pop in Side B and it just continues. Um, yeah. I mean, apart from Force Takes, which to date I think is the most unlistenable Led Zeppelin song, but at the same time, don't get me wrong, it's such a fabulous song because you want to. It's the it's it's the most like like Stairway to Heaven has has uh, lyrical storytelling and all of that jazz attributed to it, right? But if you really want to dissect songwriting and if you really want to get into uh, just technicality and showmanship etc then four sticks is the song to analyze that song is always tougher and much more um deserving of analysis and just chatter as such and dissection as such than any of the other songs on this album so i mean see and one of the things i was just thinking right is all of this music that they've released that we're talking about isn't a matter of the span of like Two or three years, yeah, three to four actually. Yeah, no? and and it's crazy because like when you put it in today's reality, no one's kind of doing that, right? Like no one's that prolific. No one's kind of releasing, and the no one's the- releasing. I mean, I I guess I guess I guess people are releasing singles, but nobody's releasing like bodies of work or albums which manage to keep churning out hits over and over and over again yeah and and you think about it that it's not that they were just releasing the music right and they were just a studio band but they were also touring live exactly along with it so wow it just it just blows my mind i, I just just kind of came to my mind this and i i mean we talk about like you know the first albums the you know experiment you got the second album and this is like in a span of i think two odd or three years they've released their fourth album so just the growth they've had playing live in there. And like sometimes I just wonder, because again, just because I heard some of the songs uh, live, what would it be like just to hear like all four of them in their peak? I, I think I'd lose my hearing. <laughs> I mean, I heard Motorhead and I had that feeling. So <laughs> Would have been a complete head rush, man. And to think, and to think like, you know, the purpose of these songs and the purpose of this album was also in some manner, obviously this is like, um, this is what we've read up and what we've been told over the years. Like the purpose of Led Zeppelin 4 was essentially as a huge fuck you to uh, critics and who basically said that Led Zeppelin was nothing but hype, right? And which is why they released or they chose to release a body of work which was never marketed like in the in the normal way an album would be marketed there's no um there's the the album doesn't have a name the (laughs) album doesn't have strong artwork or anything of that sort it's got it's got the four symbols or the runes on it that's about it and so like the point that the band is trying to make here is hey man if you want to judge us, you judge us purely by the music. And to serve up this kind of music, that's such a huge, 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 bold 
uh fuck you to anybody who had any criticism about this band any negative criticism about this band at and, that time and and think about it right 50 years later like the song that everyone like listens to the most and tries to learn is a almost 8 minute song which like who would have thought at that time like an 8 minute song would even work right because this is still radio days 3 minute uh tracks in there and they never chose to release it as a single <laughs> exactly like <laughs> <laughs> oh so i i don't think it gets like more fuck you than this really it's just like guys and and i think in a way okay so here's where i'm coming from also and there's a huge kind of talk right where you have bands and i think like correct me if i'm wrong my memory is fuzzy at this point but you had sam dunn did the whole thing right but like you had proto metal and you know early metal and things like that now let's like zoom out from this album considering all that we know do you think led zeppelin come under that category well um there definitely is a certain section of fans or um just music listeners as such who call let's who call this album this specific album an album that unintentionally created metal right um there's a very famous quote by spin magazine's chuck klosterman which says that led zeppelin 4 is the origin of everything that sounds feels or even tastes vaguely metallic right and if you give me led zeppelin 4 and then you give me a glam rock band i'll definitely see the progression right i can definitely see that yes one is the root and the other is the offshoot of the root or like part of the tree that the root gave birth to um does it lead into extreme metal yes i can see I mean if you if you if you go back and if you start tracing your ancestry etc your great 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 grandfather etc did play a role right if if they wouldn't have been there you wouldn't have been here right okay, so that is that is my that is my an- analogy as such uh did led zepp push the boundaries of what was heavy they definitely did did uh the individual instruments push the boundaries of the capabilities of the instruments yes they definitely the yes they definitely did was the singing something that influenced the whole generation of singers and continues to do so obviously uh does or do all of these songs and hence the whole album does it still continue to influence anybody who's getting into this kind of music to some degree yes even though it may not be a direct influence the very fact that you have to have heard these songs the it gives you a great benchmark of what you want to try and live up to right in terms of writing songs that will stand the test of time so i'll agree with that notion man definitely proto metal for sure why not If blue cheer was considered proto metal then led zeppelin is definitely proto metal definitely more proto metal than deep purple and yeah fight me on that 
<laughs> I, I knew this was going to come up because and, and if Riju is listening, yes, Riju, we did have this conversation about <laughs> deep purple being metal or not now. But uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, you've said it far more eloquently than me, but uh, the way I look at it is very simple. And I'm bringing back the example of uh, Guns N' Roses, right? And just think about all the musicians. I mean, just think about like, you know, now everyone talks about like seven strings and oh my God, this and that. Dude, fucking Jimmy Page was playing 12 strings. <laughs> like, uh, like all of you guys still are playing far less strings than I think about it. And a lot of the experimentation and what I, and the reason why I asked you the question, right? Like just attitude wise, yeah. you guys are far more metal than anyone else i mean far more metal than a lot of the metal bands right now and i'm going to say that uh sticking my neck out because just the very fact that you said they didn't give a fuck they didn't want to kind of fit into a certain box didn't want to do anything and they did what they wanted and for me it's that metal attitude right uh that led zeppelin has I and mean, just just look at the songs i mean we were talking i mean here everyone's like oh my god and they didn't follow trends that that's one more thing i want to add i mean like today you have this whole discussion right i mean we are sitting in november uh, 2021 where corn is releasing a new single and people are like oh my god new metal is back and things like that but guys come on like it wasn't about like trends coming back or following trends right i mean these guys absolutely didn't give a fuck they did what they want and they played music on their terms. There was nobody like dictating things to them. Perfectly said. And on that note, I think let's call it a wrap. Go back and listen to some more Led Zeppelin, whoever you are, wherever you are. Do that. Yeah. It's a good way to honor them, especially in this week. Because, hey, we all know that uh, Led Zeppelin 4 deserves a re-listen. Why not? I'm, I'm going to queue up... Uh... The Battle of MMO, considering the time we're recording this episode. <laughs> Did you listen to Led Zeppelin this week? Let us know. As always, you can write to us at hauntsuppod.com or catch us on Twitter at hauntsuppod. I'm on Twitter at Asmoani. I'm at Trendcrusher. If, if you think Led Zeppelin is more metal than current bands, agree, disagree, let me know. <laughs> This has been Horns Up. Horns Up, guys. <laughs>